The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What up, world? Welcome on and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, August 13th, 2020. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you enjoyed the premiere episode of Hard Knocks. Um, I know it's a day late at this point because this is our Thursday episode. Uh, well, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but I watched the first episode of this season of Hard Knocks, and I, I tell you what, from a storytelling standpoint, I really think that NFL Films did a great job. I think NFL Films did an incredible job given the circumstances that we are all in. I understand that the content of the episode uh, was not exactly, uh, didn't feel like normal hard knocks, normal football, but that's just, you know, that's kind of our reality. But uh, I mentioned this is our Thursday episode, but we're going to drop it a little bit earlier than usual. We're dropping this uh, kind of Wednesday evening because this episode is basically just reacting to what we heard from the Cowboys Brain Trust on Wednesday. Now, in case you somehow were unaware, every year when Dallas Cowboys training camp begins, typically out in Oxnard, California, the uh, you know front office brain trust, whatever you want to call it, of the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, what was formerly Jason Garrett is now Mike McCarthy. They go up on a stage on the tennis courts at the Marriott in Oxnard, and uh, they kind of tell you what's going on with the team, and they kind of give you an update. It is, in many ways, uh, the most authentic that they are regarding the state of the Cowboys over the course of the entire offseason season and it obviously is the kickoff point to training camps beginning um this year is very different as mentioned several times there is no Oxnard California there is no a lot of things uh there is football season at the NFL level at least and the Cowboys um in, in a zoomed socially distanced stand point or from a, so- a zoomed socially distanced standpoint gave their state of the union you know state of the Cowboys nation press conference and Jerry Jones opened it up with like a 10 minute monologue it was insane um but to be fair here, to the point, we had not heard from Jerry Jones or Dak Prescott. In fact, 
the last time before Wednesday, August 12th, 2020, that we had heard Jerry Jones speak publicly was when the NFL draft concluded. Uh, And a lot has happened in the world since then. A lot has happened in the United States since then. There are so many conversations happening about social justice and protests and things like that. And people have wanted to hear Jerry Jones's thoughts on this. We've heard Dallas Cowboys players who have said they want to hear Jerry Jones's thoughts on this. Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe, two of the team's marquee free agency additions along the defensive line those two defensive tackles are going to be important to them on the field and they had been saying that they wanted to hear what their owner had to say uh with regards to um again the events of the last few months and so jerry jones opened it and he talked about the word grace uh he um he said the word grace i think the dallas morning news is david moore uh charted 17 times uh jerry jones said that the cowboys were going to have grace and i'm not going to put words in jerry jones's mouth and i'm not going to speak for him but he noted how his stance on the national anthem and standing for it uh for the united states flag when this conversation reached a really big boiling point in 2017 he noted that that was then uh and that this is now and you know, when when pressed on different matters of this, Jerry Jones continued to emphasize, continued to say that the Dallas Cowboys are going to have grace. Uh, so you can read into that how much you want to, but um, Jerry Jones mentioned grace 17 times. Um, so we got to get Jerry like a, a t-shirt like the Jason Garrett wants. It's 17 inches, but with grace. Um, but so Jerry Jones said a lot of things. Um, he talked about how I, I didn't take it as him saying he explicitly wants fans at AT&T Stadium. We know, obviously, that so many sporting events are happening uh, in fanless environments. In fact, on Wednesday, the Masters announced uh, that when it is played in Augusta, or at Augusta, excuse me, in November, that there will, in fact, be no patrons in attendance. Um, not shocking, but still a bummer. And Jerry Jones kind of hinted at that and certainly made it seem like fans were a possibility in talking about the uniqueness of AT&T Stadium and the unique opportunity that the Cowboys have with their building, their star-studded facility. Um, obviously, AT&T Stadium is very large, and social distancing um, is what it is, but I suppose logistically it is possible to have fans in attendance in a socially distanced way. I am not somebody that can figure that out, but it appears as if Jerry Jones has spoken to somebody that can. In fact, he mentioned he has spent six to seven hours a day uh, recently, you know, in terms of recently talking, uh, obviously, over the last few months on the phone. He said that he uh, has spoken to more players this year in terms of future NFL players, as in, you know, people entering the NFL draft uh, than he ever had before. And, and again, because things happened virtually, that feels like so long ago um, that, you know, allowed for more conversations, more opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, Jerry Jones spoke for a great amount of time. And uh, Mike McCarthy was actually asked a question specifically, and Jerry tried to answer it himself. So maybe he was itching to get behind that microphone. But um, I I don't know that Mike McCarthy offered us anything really new on Wednesday. Um, We'd already heard Mike McCarthy speak. We talked about that last week. Um, And so you know, Mike McCarthy just talked about how the team is working, they're getting ready, they're excited, things look great, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, while grace was the word that Jerry Jones chose to use a lot on Wednesday, Stephen Jones had his own word, uh, and it was embrace, E-M-B-R-A-C-E. So there was a little bit of ace action. Maybe, well, you know, here's your headline, Jones's pocket aces. 
it's a work in progress. But anyway, uh, Stephen Jones um, talked about embracing challenges, embracing different things. He talked about how um, they've been so ready and willing to work with the NFL, obviously, in, in virtual and socially distanced capacities, um, things and events like free agency, like the NFL draft, and the way that all NFL teams are having to go through training camp at this particular juncture. If you have not watched Hard Knocks yet, I highly recommend it just so you can see what training camp looks like. Obviously, we can't show you what it looks like for the Cowboys to a great degree because of the way things are. But if you watch Hard Knocks, the Los Angeles Rams and Los Angeles Chargers uh, have to go through a lot every single day. There are so many rules and protocols and uh, things put into place to adhere to social distancing. And I think you can get a solid idea from it from uh, from watching the premiere episode of this season of Hard Knocks. But um, Jerry Jones spoke, uh, Stephen Jones spoke, Mike McCarthy spoke a little bit. And then it was time for Q b1 that's right you know i mentioned earlier this week when we played jason garrett's comments that we had not heard from jason garrett since the season ended right we had never heard from new york giants offensive coordinator jason garrett which is why his comments were so notable we hadn't heard from jerry jones since the third day of the nfl draft uh we hadn't really heard from stephen jones we certainly hadn't heard that much from mike mccarthy since the draft we heard from him obviously a little bit at the combine uh but Obviously, the last few months have been void of a lot of stuff. And so somebody else we hadn't heard from, Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah. QB1, pay the man, pay Dak, whatever hashtag you want to use. Uh, Dak Prescott spoke forever. And I tell you what. Look, if you want to debate who Dak Prescott is as a football player, I will have that debate with you, and I feel very confident in my abilities to debate that. Dak Prescott, in my estimation, is a top five quarterback. I think that line kind of moves depending on on the moment, depending on the week. I I think he's a top five to seven quarterback. Um, I I think it's kind of like a tectonic plate thing. It's sort of shifting. The point is, I think Dak Prescott is a guy you pay. I think he's the guy you want at the center of your organization, and I think he really proved that on Wednesday. I thought, you know, I've watched a lot of press conferences in my day, and I thought Dak Prescott spoke with incredible poise and with incredible smoothness. And um, if you haven't yet, go watch it. Uh, The Cowboys do such a great job, the mothership does, of posting these press conferences um, so you can go rewatch them whenever you want um, on the Cowboys website, in their app, or on their social channels. You can go to their YouTube channel, for example. You can subscribe and you can get alerts. It's really cool. Uh, And you can watch it there. And I thought Dak handled it like, like an elite point guard. Um, I, I mean, and, and I don't, I don't mean just like Steph Curry elite. I mean like elite distribution. Um, I mean, I'm talking like, I don't know, um, like John Stockton. I mean, like just pass addition and addition and, and handling things because if you watched it. He was being asked a lot of questions, and we've seen you know pressers where guys are asked questions kind of in a rapid fire pace. But obviously, because these things are happening over Zoom, there were all sorts of uh, you know reporters asking questions simultaneously, and and even that Dak had such a, a calming presence about him, guys. Hey, you know, and he was really just charming and charismatic and in control. And uh, I mean, that's the ancillary stuff. The heart of what Dak Prescott said was great. Dak Prescott was asked about his stance on social justice. He was asked uh, how he would. Feel if uh, one of his teammates chose to take a knee during the national anthem, even if he himself chose not to take a knee, and he handled every question with incredible grace. Uh, to go back to the word of the day, um, and I I was wildly impressed, and it's it's hard to be wildly impressed by Dak at this point because he's been so impressive for four years now. Uh, but you know, after um, those uh, those questions, um, you know, because again, I mean, 
Dak had not had an opportunity to address the media himself. And so uh, there was all those questions. And there was the questions about his contract. And um, Dak, I thought, handled those really well. I, I thought that Dak, you know, was of the perspective. Yeah, look, it didn't get done. That's fine. I'm here. I'm ready to work. Let's go. Let's party. Let's get this thing done. Uh, and then he handled those questions, you know. And so it, it was it was just waves that he was dealing with. And uh, I think it was Brad Sham who finally asked, can we ask a football question? And Dak kind of in a joking way said, you know, sure, let's do it, etc. And, you know, Dak Prescott seems really excited for the 2020 NFL season. And why wouldn't he be? He has CeeDee Lamb to work with. Um, and he has a coaching staff that I think is, is really worth um, getting pumped about. And it feels like we lost some of the steam on that, by the way. You know, we were really all collectively pumped for the new Cowboys coaching staff. Mike McCarthy's obviously great, but uh, you look at who he's added. Obviously, love everybody loved the John Fossil hire. Everybody loved the Jim Tom Sula hire. People are starting to come around on Mike Nolan, Joe Philbin. Uh, by the way, on the subject of Joe Philbin, um, I heard on Kyle Brandt's new podcast, uh, the 10 Questions podcast, I think that's the official name, um, that he's doing, you know, where he does 10 questions, kind of like a game show. He had Aaron Rodgers on, and Aaron Rodgers told a story about how Joe Philbin's first game as interim head coach for the Green Bay Packers. I forgot about this, that he used both of his challenges on their opening drive and lost them both. Um, the Packers won the game, for what it's worth, so don't freak out. But uh, that was a funny little tidbit about uh, about Joe Philbin. But the, the coaching staff overall, uh, I, I think, is really worth getting excited about, as mentioned. And, uh, and Dak... Dak is not your hot take guy, all right? He, he's not. We all know that. Dak is, is kind of your team player. He's, he's going to, you know, give you the, the company line, and that's part of what makes him a great franchise quarterback. But Dak had a very interesting answer uh, when he was asked uh, what was – you know, it was a little bit different between, um, you know, the coaching staff now, what's different about things with Mike McCarthy as opposed to Jason Garrett. And here is his answer, courtesy of DallasCowboys.com. What, is, what are the biggest changes you've seen from the offense last year to this year, keeping Carlin but adding McCarthy? The biggest changes, um, I just honestly, like I just said, communication. Um, I think from the offensive line to the receivers out wide, um, everybody knows why and everybody knows their purpose and everybody knows where they need to be and the whole uh, point of that within the play. And I think that just gives us all knowledge. I mean, um, we're somewhat of a of, of vet, veteran guys, young guys who've played a lot of football earlier in their career, but um, I wouldn't say that we're, we've been as smart as we've needed to be uh, within the game of football. And I think that's what these coaches have come and added um, and just got us all speaking the same language. And I think that's going to be huge. So. Um, obviously, obviously, Kellen's done a great job, uh, done a great job in the past. He's going to do a great job this year, uh, the way he's taken over and running this thing. Um, it's been fun. Just excited uh, just to get the ball out there and uh, to get this thing going for real, for real. Oh, people thought that that was something. People had some things to say about this line. People were thinking different things. That was a really interesting answer. I mean, you have to admit that that was extremely interesting um, for Dak Prescott to say that because it's not a shot at Jason Garrett, but um, it is certainly something, you know, somewhat indicative of the way things were. Again, I want to read this particular part. We're somewhat of veteran guys, young guys who have played a lot of football early in their career, but I wouldn't say that we've been as smart as we've needed to be within the game of football. And I think that's what these coaches have come and added and just got us all speaking the same language. And I think that's going to be huge. Huh. 
Very interesting. Rain Dakota. Very, very, very interesting. So, hey, it was a fun day. Uh, like I said, we're dropping this episode a little bit early, uh, dropping it Wednesday evening if, if you're around then. If not, you can listen to it at your normally scheduled time on Thursdays. Later on, on Thursday, we will have a new episode of Broadcasting the Boys with Ari Temkin and Roy White. I'm sure that they will get into everything that everybody had to say themselves. Make sure you do subscribe to the Blog of the Boys podcast feed. Wherever you get your podcasts, we're available on all major podcast platforms. You get two episodes every single day. We're going to talk Cowboys this fall. All of us here together one happy family you can follow me on twitter or instagram i am at rj ochoa you can also shoot me an email rj.ochoa at sbnation.com you can also do me a favor you can have the absolute best thursday of all time you know why because you deserve it we will see you manana my friends as always go cowboys and peace out More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.